comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is a man who can't get off the bench. It's Logan Stump. I thought we were going to go with the House of Stump or the House of Wiegand or whatever it might be. I was going with the sad reality of Pulisic's fate. You know what's unfortunate about that is the fact that he's just going to be stuck there. I think, like I don't. Yeah, think Bowley a way doesn't out. want to get rid of him because he makes the money uh, as American, American owner owning an American on the team. And they, we'll talk about it. I have it in the notes here. We'll we'll get to that later, I guess. But um, yeah, not uh, not great for Pulisic. Uh, but how are you? Oh man, uh, busy. Lighten things up for us, Logan. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm very busy uh, uh, between podcasting, schoolwork, and blogging. I mean, it it takes up a lot of my time. So, and editing, that uh, takes me about an hour and a half to edit vlogs. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a constant grind, Jordan. It's now like you know I've on. only done the RSL one so far. I still got to work on my New York one. I got to work on some of the baseball ones I filmed. Like, it is a lot of stuff that I need to work on mm-hmm. <laughs> like so many videos. And like, I feel like I don't envy you because the vlogs I feel like are harder. Like we were just talking about this off air, but when I film stuff for like video games and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so much easier because I can just kind of turn on for 20 minutes. And I can do it when you have to sift through the video you filmed at a park or like in my case, at uh, like a facility, like a soccer stadium, a baseball stadium. And then I I have to end up filming lots of coverage for that stuff that doesn't go anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. like right. I, I put out the RSL one and there is, I would probably say half of the stuff we filmed of the game got in there because half of the, the plays went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Really all the plays went nowhere. Nobody scored. But, you know, uh, it was... I, I could only use half of the footage. I wasn't going to be like, here's everything I shot because mm-hmm. guess what? There's um, not much in this, right? <laughs> like, right. Uh, so, so dealing with that is kind of like my conundrum when I do these things is, okay, what stuff do I show? What stuff don't I show? Oh, like in the RSL video, there's a, there's a person with this crazy RSL mohawk thing that I'm like, 
I'm going to circle that. And then, you know, then you actually have to like actually circle it. Then I have to mm-hmm. record the voiceover that I do. Like, I don't envy you, Logan, because you have to put out a vlog like almost every day. And it, those are the hardest things to, to edit. Yeah, I think podcasting's easy because, I mean, we've gotten so, uh, I guess, well rehearsed in this. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we, we don't even rehearse this. We don't really do like a pre-plan of this. Like, we don't meet before or talk about what we're going to talk about. We just kind of have the notes that you make. Um, and we kind of go off just based off of the chemistry. But I, I feel like podcasting so much easier just because it seems like we're just talking. Whereas like you said, I mean, it, when you're on video and I know this is put up on YouTube, but like when we're on video, it's so much different. And then you've got everything else going on around you. Where in a podcast, you're just kind of stuck in a room by yourself and it, you're talking to the other person on the other side and it doesn't seem to be as much work, but I mean, I don't know. Like it, I, I, I don't even the fact that, you have done so many things where you're editing all the time where I'm like, when I edit, I'm like, I don't know how he does this because he does so much of it. Like, I don't know how you sit there and edit through everything because, and like I said, this doesn't take much editing, but right. (laughs) This one doesn't take as much editing um, just because we're not on that level um, yet. Cause I think to, in order to edit like that, I feel like you'd have to be getting paid to do it. Like, I feel yeah. like you'd really have to, like, if you wanted to insert sound bites and ads, and because I know that's what Extra Time does, and I think Weeby does it. Like, I think they, they actually edit the podcast, and I think he does it because he uploads Andrews. it. Yeah, well, that's true. But he's, I think, working with Andrus on, on doing that. Uh, so, I don't know. Seems like a lot of work. Editing seems like a lot of work the toughest toughest part of the biz i think really and that's why editors if you can afford them um why (laughs) people pay them because you know get into the weeds well before we start on everything i just wanted to bring up that i I tweeted this out but the official licensed panini sticker album for the world cup 2022 in qatar is now in stores i saw this at my target Usually it's in the card aisle. I saw this one. I didn't check the card aisle. I was actually just happening to walk around um, the toy aisle. And I was looking at something else. And my eye caught this. It was on the bottom shelf in the center. But it was in the bottom shelf. And I grabbed this. And I was like, here we go. Like, it's official panini season. Logan, for the next uh, two and a half, three months, it's going to be panini season. For me. So what we're going to do is we are going to give away two of these uh, in the coming weeks here. So we're, we're going to get we'll, we'll tweet out what you have to do for this, but you're going to get one of these and you're going to get 10 sticker packs. Each pack has five stickers. So you're going to get, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, you see what these Panini packs look like. Um, you're going to get 10 of these. You're going to get a Panini sticker book. This is going to be uh, two winners, right? You think two's good enough? Two winners here. Thank and you're you. also going to get a uh, you're also going to get a, a, a magnet for your fridge that we have not given out yet. <laughs> it is the uh, the we are fooked magnet, even though MAR is fired. Uh, we are still giving these out. Somebody bought one of these shirts, by the way. But uh, <laughs> uh, weeks later, like, uh, like right. 
not that long ago. And I was (laughs) like, wow, this is so you're going to get a magnet of that and you're going to get the Panini pack. So this will be a little, little, I don't know, stateside soccer show giveaway pack. And we'll come up with the requirements. So just keep an eye on that. We'll probably broadcast it next week as well. But in honor of that, I am going to open up two of these sticker packs right here. So I'm nervous for you. Like I, I used to hate doing this as a kid when you open Pokemon cards. All right, Danielle Man- right. Marlin. Oh, two Dutch. Okay, Ryan Graven Graven Birch. I'm reading this backwards on a thing here. Marcelo Brozovic. Brozovic. Trent Alexander Arnold. That's for Matt. Oh. Eden Hazard. Okay, so this is new this year too. Is this? Uh, outline being blue so they have mm-hmm. different tiers that you can kind of get kind of like a rare thing like that okay so those are who I got in pack one let's open up pack two I'll open up the rest of these packs for Instagram and our TikTok the way I do my Pokemon opening okay so we got uh, Alfred Gomez from Belgium it looks like Sami Sami Mommy, I don't know. How do you say it? M-M-A-E. I think it's me. I think it's me. Okay. From Morocco. So, Jonathan hey! David. There you go. Uh, Gregor Koble. Phil Foden. Foden. And uh, that, that's it. Okay. That's what I got. No Americans. What I am going to do is I'm going to read this out to you real quick. I'm going to read you the U.S. team that they have in here, and you tell me if they if this sounds right, like if there's any omissions that you think here. And people can tweet us as well and tell us if there's any glaring omissions. I read this in the store, and I thought, okay, this is pretty okay. Okay. Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Sergino Dest, Aaron Long, that's one people probably won't like, Chris Richards, <laughs> Anthony Robinson, DeAndre Yedlin, Walker Zimmerman, Brendan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Jesus Ferreira, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, Giovanni Reyna, and Timothy Weah. Sounds yeah. pretty good. That's that, I, honestly. I mean, I think the only one. That was kind of like obviously people would be mad about Aaron Long, DeAndre Yedlin. Like I get, but I don't know. That's one I would be like, Meh. but the rest of them. I mean, that might actually be really accurate as to who's. How many in the players roster. is this? Twenty. So yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say we even have missing... another six. Yeah. No, less than twenty. We have eighteen names here. So. Um... Did you say Brendan? Yeah, Brendan's there. Yeah. So those are locks. Yeah, I mean, I think all of those are locks. Yeah, usually they're locks. Here's the thing: 2014. I mean, 20. Yeah, 2014 had Landon Donovan. I have the sticker of him, but he was not called in, so that was <laughs> kind of sucked. <laughs> but if people look, we're not even paid by Panini to do this. I just, I'm a huge fan of the Panini sticker book, so this is not an ad. I have to clarify that. Okay. I'm excited for you, Logan. I'm excited for you to get a get a hold of. I know this is my first, first sticker book here. Yeah, there's a Target right down the road, too. I'll probably have to stop by and get it. Maybe tomorrow I can get it. And then I'll upload my videos to TikTok. 
there you go. So, uh, there everyone is. There we go. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys that. Like I said, we'll put up, uh, Oh, Jordan did a disappearing act. So I guess I'll host now. Um, yeah. So if you are interested in the panini, uh, you can grab it at a target and now Jordan can tell you all about what he was going to say. (laughs) I was going to say, there it is. I hope, I hope everyone, uh, in, enjoys panini stickers uh if you're interested in that we're gonna have like i said the the ways to win uh coming up here so uh i was like man it seems a little too early to do this giveaway for the world cup but they're out now i don't want people to like buy them and then do a giveaway either Mm -hmm. like i don't know it's just the ways i'm thinking of it um and i don't know what just happened there either i just like literally my camera shut off and then my screen said all snap and then I had to like reload. So it said oh snap. Yeah. Did it really? Yep. Oh snap. It was That's... like the Google Google Chrome was like, oh snap. <laughs> you have page left your broadcast. Broken. It had like the little page broken thing on there. I was like, That's weird. Jordan, did you know just the, this was a random fact that I learned? Did you know that you actually do have to state whether things are ads or not technically? because there's actually regulations that say like if you so if we were sponsored by somebody we would have to say this video is sponsored by you have to say it or they can take down everything that is in that video i'm like that is crazy i didn't know that like the you have to declare it if it is i mean uh i technically i don't think you have to if it's not but i think it's always good to clarify if it's not so that way people don't think you are being paid for it Mm mm-hmm because Disney makes you do it. Like if you are invited out to the parks by somebody, you have to tell them that. Same Disney thing with Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo and Pokemon. Like when I listen to my podcast, people are like, "Yeah, I disclaimer, Pokemon paid for my hotel or whatever." Right. You know, like, uh, yeah, you have to make sure you clarify that stuff. Okay, uh, let's get into some actual talk here. Americans abroad. Uh, this week uh, we had a Jesse Marsh loss for Leeds to brighten away. They also just drew today with Everton. Tyler Adams and Aronson started um, at least the first game. I'm not sure if he's, if they both started today. I was at work. I didn't get a chance to see that, but I did get to see Brendan Aronson had an assist today. And Tyler Adams is third in the most ground covered in the EPL as of the weekend. So things are going well there. Guess what? I ordered my Brendan Aronson kit. I got I'm it. So jealous. Wait, you got the jersey? No, I haven't gotten it yet. Sorry. Oh, I, I bought like, it. It's still like, waiting. Okay. I was like, the way that sounded afterwards, yeah, it was, it was rough. <laughs> Express oh. shipping. I got it right. I was going to say, holy crap, Jordan. How much did you spend on shipping? It's like 50 I ordered it bucks. Well, Saturday. I ordered it Saturday. Yeah. It hasn't shipped yet, I don't think, from what I've seen. Uh, Pulisic on the weekend got around 25 minutes and they were down a man at that point. Uh, He also played today after they were already losing. Uh, He walked right off the pitch instead of clapping the supporters. So people are upset about that. I don't know how. He's gone again. Oh, snap. Um, 
I don't know how Christian Pulisic continues at Chelsea. I just pulled a Christian Pulisic there. So I just dipped out. I, I keep Thomas Tuchelling him. I'm benching Jordan. He just I'm throwing him off the broadcast. I again have no idea what happened. It did the same thing. Okay. Oh, snap. Yeah. Um. The the fact that like Chelsea Twitter and stuff is like always upset at Pulisic. They were trying to put this loss on him again today. I mean, again, the front three is not doing anything. Um, they don't work under Tuchel at all. The, Tuchel is not an offensive player, like he, he yeah. a coach. Like he does not. Why do you think PSG didn't win everything? Right? right. Why do you think they wanted him out? Mbappe, Neymar, they weren't producing as well um, underneath of of Tuchel. Why did Pulisic leave Dortmund to begin with? Probably because he felt like Tuchel wasn't giving him a shot then. Well, now Chelsea doesn't want to get rid of him. Uh, Tuchel doesn't want to play him. <laughs> He's stuck in this really bad spot. Paul Tenorio put out a tweet, I think it was yesterday, saying that uh, Pulisic looks set to remain at Chelsea this season, uh, per his source, as ownership rejected any loan moves. Um, and Pulisic was understood to be disappointed as he was seeking that somewhere to play consistently. Chris Smith added to this as well, saying that a number of clubs offered to loan Pulisic and pay 30% of his wages. Chelsea wanted more. Clubs were reluctant to pay that much, and Chelsea would rather a permanent sale. There you go. What are your thoughts on the the Christian Pulisic situation here? I mean, I, I'm confused. Um, the system's never going to be good for him, like you said. Uh, they had We're playing right wing back today, by the way, for all the yeah. people that wanted him to score a hat trick and win the game. Right, but I mean, even when like even if he's playing as a as a winger in his most comfortable positions, I think like Tuchel's system just doesn't work. I mean, Lukaku, who had one of his best seasons at Inter, is now back on loan because he didn't work out there. Uh, Timo Werner, who people thought was going to be the next up and coming star winger, starlet. Was he a striker? I guess yeah. he could play both, yeah. right? Um, so, I mean, it it just seemed like Tuchel played him in weird positions. Zayek, like, went on a tear, and like we said, then he just disappeared like a ghost. Got benched. Cause, yeah, because Tuchel <laughs> just has this, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I, it's really hard to watch them. And like you said, there's such a focus on defense and defenders that they, they're not worried about attack, and you have to worry about attack because anymore, this is an attack-minded league. It's an attack-minded world that we live in. And I mean, this really hurts the U S men's national team. This hurts Christian. This hurts Chelsea. This hurts the fans. Like it's just a really bad situation. The fact that they can't agree to just send him somewhere to just collect money. I mean, if I, if he's just going to sit, why not collect money and pay those wages to somebody else? Then I just don't Chelsea. uh, I feel like Roman would have gotten rid of him by now. I don't know. Like, I I just, you don't think so. I just, this is horrible. Just, uh, it's a really, really bad thing for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, this is the way I'm sure Polsic feels right now. It's over. We are screwed. That's what he was saying to his dad. So now his dad's probably tweeting. Right. <laughs> no, he definitely is. Yeah. 
Definitely tweeting and definitely has that anger. But Jordan, you know what's good? We do have this. Like the Phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Yeah, if you're not watching the video, we have a new version of that with Brendan Aronson, the LeBron James of soccer. It's a good thing we do have him. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, you know what? Here's another bad situation. Sergino Dest. Mm. He's reportedly by Marca, which we don't, we don't know how reliable they are. They're pretty pro Madrid. Yeah. Uh, may not be reliable is what I have here, though. But they said that he will not feature in any matches this season is what he was told. And he shared pictures of himself like training. And it was like a picture of this dark tunnel, like underneath <laughs> the stadium. <laughs> and he doesn't want to leave still. Right. And, and now we got wind that United right before we start recording this United is trying to get a loan or a purchase for him, which I know United's a toxic dump place too, but uh, it's gotta be better than actually just <laughs> playing in a, what looks like the Utilidor down there uh <laughs> training i don't know but not good yeah. for for dest either and he has like this weird love affair with barcelona because it's his club but it hasn't been good for him since zavi got there this reminds me of like the joseph martinez they sent him out on an isolation island and it was like oh but they're training my with club. the 10 year olds and right training with the 10 year olds right and he comes back he's not allowed to drink water like it it just seems uh it's Gosh, two of the starlet players for the U.S. men's national team are just, like you said, I mean, this is like he snuck into the stadium and they didn't know he was under the stands. And they're like, what are you doing down here? Uh, and he's got like, it does. It looks like he just stole a ball from underneath of the ball that's been under there for a couple of years and he found it on the bottom of the bleachers or something. And it's just a really bad, I mean, both of them really bad situations. I don't understand, Jordan, how Barcelona still is like breathing with how much crap that they owe people. I mean, it, it, eventually, are we going to see the end of Barcelona? Because I, I think it benefits so many They'll other teams. They'll never let that happen. Yeah. They'll never let it happen. But, I mean, I think we're kind of – what's mind-boggling is with all the stuff that they're going through, that they are still like a club players want to go to. Lewandowski yeah. wanted to go there. Uh, they were just now able to um, – register kunde mm -hmm. right like th this isn't this isn't normal and they have to keep doing these levers these financial levers to be able to to register players or afford players selling more of their tv rights selling more of their you know certain rights that they have to let go of at times so that way they can get a loan um that's the kind of stuff that if I'm a player, I stay away at. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get paid. I don't know how this is going to work, but for some reason, I think just because of their name, the, the players are still lining up. They're still forcing moves there. Or it's don't want to move on. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's trouble in paradise with the U S men's national team. This isn't good. You need time. Um, because, I mean, if you think about it, Jordan, these guys haven't really played, played since, like, May of last well, year. Our, our last friendlies are yeah. next I month. Mean, yeah. <laughs> but, like, actually have, like, you know, gone through a stretch of two to three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, the body has to have where it plays and then it gets mm -hmm. rest. And then it plays and it gets rest because then it gets accustomed to that. With Christian, too, I mean, it's concerning. And Sergino, they both have injury history, both muscle issues. And... 
the more time that they just kind of sit and fester and, and don't really get the time that they need, the body's not going to be used to taking them to Qatar where God knows what the weather's going to be like. Um, and it, the, the conditions in which they're going to be playing in those pitches are just put together in the last, you know, couple months. I mean, there is some major concern, I think, heading into the the World Cup and, and some of these international breaks just because these guys haven't played. And, you know, then you've got guys like Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams that are just, you know, tearing up the leak and scorching hot because they found places that they can just that, that are suitable to them. Heck, even Josh Sargent has kind of emerged mm-hmm. again out of nowhere just because he's getting time and their his confidence. And they're is actually playing him at, at center forward right. for Norway. Right. So that's really what he needed. He's scoring goals. Uh, last thing for the Americans abroad here, John Anthony Brooks has uh, agreed to sign with La Liga's Malaraca per Tom Bogert. So looks like he might be finally finding his club, which is good for him. Yeah, I feel bad for it, but I think there's a lot more to that. Just the John Anthony Brooks is getting put on the back burner. I think it, there's some kind of thing between he and Greg, I think. Yeah, who's not in this book? Who's not in this Panini sticker book? John Brooks. Yeah. Right? I yeah. didn't say his name, did I? No, or Brandon Vasquez. <laughs> I'm just trying to be polarizing here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Cincy fans would not be happy with that. Um, but, yeah, John Brooks is not in here. There you go. They must have called up uh, Greg. Been like, who, who are you looking to put here? Because we got to get this book out. Okay, um, I know we're going to talk about the union here uh, later on, but as we shift to the MLS here, I just want to highlight this stat. The Philadelphia Union now have the most wins by six or more goals by any team in MLS history of four, and they all come in the last 10 games, and they all come this season. Most of these teams have had them these type of wins spread out amongst their history. And also the question here that I think many people want to ask, can Gazdag win MVP? Uh, Many people seem to think not. Um, They have, it is a lock for Jerusi who has 19 goals. Um, So I can see, I can see that there. Um, He's got 16 goals and four assists. Does Gazdag? He's playing on a team that is obliterating opponents right now. Jerusi. I think he's gone. All right. Well, I think he was going to say that Sebastian Jerusi, uh, kind of going over his stats, Sebastian has 19 goals, five assists. Um, Leading a team in Austin that I think many thought were not going to be playoff contenders, um, let alone one of the best teams in the West, maybe one of the best teams in MLS, right? So if you're looking at just kind of the stats for Sebastian, um, again, those 19 goals, um, he does seem to have it as a lock because he does have five assists added on, whereas you look at Gazdag at 16 goals, he does have the four assists, um, his team is in first place, Austin in second. So I think there's a lot of interesting conversations that are going to be had about Sebastian, about Daniel Gazdag. Um, I, I think Jordan's right to think that 
MVP, if they were doing like conference MVPs, I think Daniel Gazdag easily wins the Eastern Conference MVP. I think the West, you're looking at Sebastian Derussi, but also I think in the league, Sebastian Derussi, just because of how dynamic they have been since they add him later on uh, in their season last year, um, the impact that he had then and now the impact that he's having now. If you look back to last year too, he's got five goals and three assists, um, and that was all last year when, uh, I mean, Austin really struggled to find anything in the attack, and he really did change his attack into a, a dynamic being um, and as it existed. Um, you do lose Cecilio Dominguez, but he really seems unaffected or unfazed by that factor, um, and he just has this Austin team playing at a whole different level. Um, so I think that is definitely something that they're going to consider as far as MVP is concerned, how it looks uh, when they do go vote. I think that's something that's going to factor in. Plus, I mean, Austin only being six points. I mean, I'm not sure they chased down the LAFC, but again, I do think that Sebastian does have the uh, ability to win MVP here. I do think that it is going to happen. Um, and I think Daniel Guy's dog runner up, unless he has, you know, he goes on one of these tears to end the season where he might grab another hat trick or so um, and kind of put himself into uh, contention with Sebastian. Um, which, I mean, he could do uh, the way that the Union are scoring. Um, and I know when Jordan does get back on the pod, um, when he joins back, his computer crashed again, um, that he'll want to talk about the Union and how well they've been playing. But, again, I think right now, clear cut, I'm saying Sebastian Jerusi. I'm sure Jordan will too, um, just when I add him back in. Um, but, yeah, so I think the next thing that we were going to talk about uh, is the postseason and how it kind of is shaping up right now. If the postseason started today, what would that look like? So we'll take a break, and then we'll be back once Jordan joins us back here in the studio. Maybe get his thoughts on Sebastian Derussi and God's Dog as it does kind of wrap up um, that segment, and then we'll move on and talk about postseason. If it started today, what would that look like? We'll be right back. And we are back from our break, and I am back from the StreamYard graveyard, I guess. Um, but uh, my thoughts on this were mainly that I think if you were going by numbers, it's probably Jerusi at this point. But I think it's silly to act like you you can't he can't be in the conversation. I think like Matt Doyle saying he can't be in the conversation because there's better players on the union um, talking about like the, de the defense and the goalkeeper. And, and I think he was also pretty much saying that Blake shouldn't win goalkeeper of the year, which is incorrect. Um, so for me, I think it's, it's silly to think that he can't win it. I think it depends on the rest of the stretch here. This union team is doing stuff that no other team has done for, games with that type of scoreline um, giving up not a lot of goals Th this is stuff that really has just been like a, a dream you know at this point and you know hoping we they put you know four or five on Atlanta uh, tomorrow but I don't know I, I think mainly it's just the let's not etch in stone who the MVP is yet. You know, we've got time. We've got a whole nother month to go still. Let's figure out how this plays out. Because if the union win the shield, 
I think he does deserve a more shot at being MVP than somebody like Jerusi. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I sit with it. Yeah, and I agreed with you. Um, just the fact that, like I said, if Gazdog goes on a tear here, then which he has been, that was a hat trick. right? Well, that's what I said. I, I, I when you were when you got thrown out of the league um, for a little bit, uh, we card. we were t- <laughs> we were discussing with the audience that um, heck, he could just have another hat trick. Like I wouldn't put it past this Union team to keep scoring goals like this. And if his name's going to be on the score sheet, you know, once or twice in the next couple of games, I mean, that, that puts him right up there with in contention with Sebastian and this union team, I think is going to collect more points and they're going to be right up there against Austin, wherever Austin does finish. They're both um, really close, but right now union has three points on them with a game in hand for Austin. So yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, Sebastian, you know, depending on what happens in the season, you know, he might slow down or cool off a little bit and guys doc might keep going and this becomes even more of a tight race, I think, but yeah, I don't agree with the Doyle thing. I hadn't seen that, but I, how can you not give it to the guy that's just kind of picked up and carried them when they needed? Cause I do feel like guys dog, even when they aren't playing well was somebody that they were relying on to kind of carry them through the mess. So I don't know. And Andre Blake is the goalkeeper of the year. That's the, First argument I think we heard. You're muted. <laughs> I think most people's argument is that when you, you know when you have a defense as good as Elliot and Glesnes, that he doesn't have to do as much. But look at the stats. Yeah, exactly. Um, Turner's gone too. I mean, I don't even know who else you would have in that conversation, really. Okay. Um. If the playoffs started today, this was a fun thing MLS posted. Uh, this is before any sort of action that takes place on Wednesday when most people are probably listening to this. So we would have LAFC top of the West um, going up against the winner of Dallas and Nashville as the four and five seeds. You would have uh, Minnesota versus RSL and you would have Austin versus Galaxy. <laughs> that is a That one's tasty. I will say. Uh, then you would have on the East Eastern Conference, Philly playing the winner of Red Bulls or Orlando as the four and five there. NYCFC versus Miami. And Montreal versus the crew. That's some pretty interesting matchups there. Uh, what would your thoughts be going in, going up against the Red Bulls? You beat them in the uh, Open Cup, but... Um, any, if this was how it shook out, you're just happy to be in the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, as it has gone, I mean, we've won three in a row. We've collected nine straight points. Um, yes, it's been very I will good. Say the biggest benefit in this matchup, Jordan would be the fact that we're not playing at home. <laughs> we're not anywhere near Florida. So, um, but no, I wouldn't feel good about this. Like I, I would expect they won and done. I, I wouldn't expect to beat the Red Bull. I just, I, I just don't think. This team has the back. I think Red Bulls are not good at home, too. Well, then it'd be a fun. So it could be a really good shot. It'd be a really right. good shot. I don't know. I just feel I feel more confident in Red Bull, especially in that ground in a playoff atmosphere. I just don't think you go into that atmosphere and win. Let me see. What is their record at home? Only four wins at yeah. home compared that to their eight like away. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a perfect matchup. That, that really is. <laughs> uh just having like both the same way so uh what we're also bringing up here is that they have officially announced how the playoffs are going to be scheduled so we'll go over a little bit over this so playoffs start october 15th at 12 p.m that's a saturday and it starts with our favorite duo well this is without twitter but it's univision and a local tv broadcast in the areas of the teams, or you can watch it on the MLS app and MLSsoccer.com. That's for both of the matchups at 12 o'clock and three o'clock on Saturday, the 15th. This is the worst. That's the worst. And I say that not as like, I understand Univision gets tons of views and stuff, but for the first day of the playoffs to only have for people that don't have Univision, I did not have it before. I got YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. My parents' cable did not have Univision, which meant any game there on Univision or Unimas, I could not watch. TUDN could not watch. So imagine then you have to go on MLSsoccer.com. That doesn't bring in any sort of casuals of like, oh, the first game of the playoffs are on? Oh, I don't even know where to watch it. <laughs> so that sucks. Um Saturday the 16th, we have a 3 o'clock matchup, which would be on ABC. And we have a uh, 8 o'clock matchup that's on ESPN. Then on the 17th, we have a matchup for FS1 at uh, no time given here. And Monday, another time not given here, another FS1. So that's for the first round conference finals we have october 20th fs1 doubleheader sunday the 23rd uh espn doubleheader at three and eight we already have the time for the espn games then conference semi the conference finals saturday october 30th at three o'clock and eight o'clock three o'clock is on abc eight o'clock is on fs1 and mls cup final is saturday november 5th on fox and unimas I think that first game, Jordan, the first round uh, playoff game, that I think their uh, post game's also on MySpace. <laughs> what I like that. It's, I, I, th- I think that October is like my fall break, the first round, which will be great because it'll be like, you'll watch soccer weekend. I'm going to try to go to a game. I haven't been to a union game this year. Um, oh, yeah. I would love to go, but you know what? With, with how many fans show up now, it's going to be really hard for me to get tickets. That's a good thing for the union, yeah. but it sucks for me. I used to be able to just get tickets whenever I wanted. Now it's like, oh, now like I have to plan it out weeks in advance because mm-hmm. I'll see people talking about it all week. Like, oh, the game coming up in like a week is already almost sold out. And I'm like, dang, I can't even go if I wanted to uh, for an affordable amount, you know? Just move to Orlando, Jordan. You can go to any game you want. Yeah, I saw the stands. Game all the stands on sunday i think you can sit on the field on the bench with them too <laughs> uh mickey and minnie were there because they could get seats yeah. <laughs> they were like let's go bored though uh okay <laughs> let's go over some of these results from the weekend uh we had friday austin four lafc one this is a game everyone was hyping up except for us well i guess you were i wasn't um <laughs> LAFC just didn't show up. You know, they they didn't 
this was an ultimate letdown. I, I saw so many yeah, neutrals on Twitter like this game sucked yeah. as a neutral perspective. Austin fans, I'm sure, enjoyed the heck out of this. But as a neutral, you're like, oh, I was hoping for a better score line than 4-1. Austin swept the season series, Jordan. They beat him twice. Yeah, if you're Austin, you want to see them in the playoffs, right? <laughs> right. And they might because, they're. I mean, th- this team is really good. And, and again – I think well, you know what's weird, Jordan, is that they'd have to get like, to the final as it stood today. But yeah, yeah, I the feel conference. Like if you look at the standings right now, like the top two teams, top three teams are playing well, but then it's like disaster. LA or NYCFC is not like I do feel like it's it's Montreal and Philadelphia going for a collision course. Um, yeah, I yeah. feel like that's the that's just the way the East was going to. And I know people are like, well, anything can happen. I'm like, yeah, but. I mean, right now, if I'm looking at it, I mean, all the teams in the East are struggling in the playoff spots. Um, maybe not Orlando, but I think Orlando's just going to run into a couple of teams that just aren't playing well. But then you look at the top three teams in the West, and that's really it. Like, I, I mean, Nashville's kind of turned on a little bit, but then they've had some struggles as well, like kind of up and down all the, this whole season. But like you said, I mean, it, it might be a one-two destined for both of these conferences. Yeah, Montreal, like, we got to give it to them. Mm-hmm. We talk about how good the Union are. They have a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, Logan, they're five points back. They would be two mm-hmm. points back of the Eastern Conference. That's wild. That is pretty wild, especially when you look at their stats and you see how bad their defense is. 41 goals, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But they score 49. That's equal with NYCFC. You got Kyoto leading the team with 15, which is one less than Gazdag. Like they are, they're firing on all cylinders. They haven't lost in their last five games. Right. I wouldn't be shocked if Montreal, Montreal could probably win the whole MLS Cup. Like, look, anything can happen. If they get into the playoffs and they're high seeded like that, they can go on a run. I'm not, I would be scared to go up against them. (laughs) I would. Um, on the Western Conference side of things, you know, I think it's pretty set in stone at this point. LAFC is getting first. Austin's getting second. Austin's two, uh, six points back. They have seven games left. They could do it, but it, it just seems hard to think that LAFC's already clinched the playoffs. I don't think they were really that worried about that game, and that's why, for me, I wasn't, like, highlighting that one. Like, it's really a battle of first and second, and to me, I didn't see any position change happening with that. The way that the next game, Portland 2, Sounders 1. This was my highlight of game of the week. And, uh, I mean, it was a game. It was a close game. It was a good game. Um, but that puts uh, Portland in 8th and Seattle in 10th. Now, Portland, of course, I think could have... They were probably in a playoff spot by Friday. I don't remember how it worked out. But then, you know, Galaxy won their game and that puts them back on top of them. So it was a spot for it was a fight for the playoff spot, but Galaxy ends up beating New England later the, that weekend and Portland falls back out of it. Uh you know, they're still only one point back of a playoff spot, three points back of fifth place. Portland can still go on a run, but I think we're just at the point of I'm honestly starting to think seventh place and up is it for the West. <laughs> yeah. I know it's close, but if we, we keep saying this every week, 
Portland and Seattle got to go on a run, and they don't. They don't. They get a win or two, and then they get on a losing streak. And then they get a win or two, and then they go on a losing streak. And that's not conducive to what they need to do. They only got seven games left. And plus, Galaxy have two games in hand Mm -hmm. from uh, two games in hand of Portland and Vancouver, the two closest teams to them. Right. So they got to feel pretty good about it because they've when they beat the Whitecaps who were right near them. They drew with Seattle who was near them, and then he beat New England, another you know Eastern Conference team, not really relevant. But in the games where they were going up against teams that are around their area, they've been surviving. They've been getting draws, getting wins, and that's what the Galaxy need. So in the context of what that's like for Portland and Sounders, Portland needed this win. But it ultimately ended up leaving them in the same exact spot they were when I was talking about how big of a game this is for them. Yeah, and if you look at the games in hand too, like RSL has a game in hand over Portland. They're ahead of the table. Um, Nashville's on par, so it's actually technically Nashville I could see kind of dropping down if Galaxy takes care of business with the two games they do have in hand. And then Jordan, I mean, then it becomes three points that separate Portland and the seventh spot. So then you've got to hope that, I mean, with the way that everything's shaking out, I mean, if you're Portland, you got to hope that you can gain two games on Like, you've got to hope for six points, and we're running out of time to get six points. Yeah, Nashville is really the only one that is exposed, I think, there right. at this point. Uh, I'm trying to look to see if they play each other again this season. No. So that's the thing, too. They, Portland can't even make up any ground with Nashville because – They've already played Nashville as many times as they will, and they drew with them each time. Listen to Portland's end of schedule. Um, Austin at Austin. Yeah. Then, they, then they're home against Atlanta United, which they should win. That's that a game. win. But here's <laughs> the rest of it. Uh, Minnesota United, they do yeah. host them. But, I mean, way Minnesota United is playing, I wouldn't want to play them. Columbus Crew away. LAFC at home, but LAFC have been scorching hot. And then you have RSL away. So it's not favorable. Playoff teams. Yeah. Except for Atlanta. It is literally all playoff teams except for Atlanta. Could we see the first time, Jordan? Like, we did this math. There was never a time when it wouldn't take much math. But there's never been a time when there hasn't been a Cascadian team in this playoff. It's looking more likely. It is looking more likely. Um, That's wild. Which is which is wild, and look, I like the Cascadia region, so I'm not rooting for that. But yeah, no, it'd be very interesting that okay, well, we know a Cascadia team's not going to be an MLS Cup final because that's mm-hmm. how it's been for the last however many years. Right. So it could be something very interesting. Of okay, what do we look like? Right. I'm just showing the Western Conference up here. Who gets like if we're looking at who gets into this? Uh, not any of the ones on our screen here, the way that we have them, but um, this is, I would say, Austin FC's best shot at an MLS Cup. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure they could probably be just as good next year or whatever, but this is a career year right now for Jerusi. This is a career year for Josh Wolf, right? It's a second year. It, and I want to talk about this too, because I was going to say like how funny it was after last year where everybody went on fired and now he's like, you know, taking on LAFC and, and winning four one and everybody loves him. But I think what's very interesting about this is 
They have LAFC's number this year. So if I'm them, I feel pretty good with where we're at. We finish second. If LAFC doesn't get knocked out by a lower team, I feel like we can beat them at at um, Bank of California is what I would think if I'm a mm-hmm. fan, right? Okay, I think we can still go in there and win. And then, you know, whoever is in the East, if they're looking at stuff, is we have higher point totals than everybody but Philly. So if somebody just bumps off Philly, if I'm an Austin fan, I feel pretty darn good. Even if Philly gets there, Austin is probably, depending on how they finish out the season, depending on how Union finish out the season, they could still have the better record and still end up hosting over the Union. And then if I'm an Austin fan, I would feel pretty darn good. I think that's their best shot at um, – and, and the reason I say that is because they have LAFC's number this year. I think it's in their heads. We know how LAFC gets in the playoffs. They end up overthinking. Every time they faced the L, uh, LA Galaxy during that rivalry, they ended up getting bumped out of the playoffs because they were – it's like the hump they couldn't get over. And now what if that hump that they can't get over is now Austin and they can't – just get through them and Austin gets to a, an open, I mean a final and gets to host it or something. And that's going to, that's like your best shot ever. Right. Because next year, other things can develop. Seattle can be back. Portland can be back. LAFC could be like, we're going to spend even more money. Like they can really load up and uh, you never know the next time you're going to be in that situation ever again. So if I'm an Austin fan, I feel pretty darn good about our chances this year winning MLS Cup. Sebastian Jerusi, he's 26 years old, so there's also going to be calls, I think, from – well, he was at Zenit for a while. Like, uh, I think – True, he, he could end like up going Cassianos back thing. Right. Yeah, It's like the Cassianos thing where, uh, you know, he's kind of hit his stride here as he's entering his, you know, prime years. And he's going to have five or six years left in him. Uh, there's going to be European teams that call Austin and say, hey – you know, you guys are done by the time World Cup. Once World Cup's over, like what stops him from, you know, heading elsewhere and getting a break? Because I don't think he's on the World Cup roster for Argentina. I wouldn't think he would be. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, it'd be interesting to kind of see what happens with him. But uh, like you said, if I'm Austin, I go all eggs in because, like you said, and then you, you know, Galaxy might spend. Uh, you've got, LAFC is always going to spend. Sporting Kansas City is not going to be bad for long. It just doesn't seem to be in their DNA. Um, Seattle Sounders, Portland, they're going to, you know, draw in a lot of attraction. So this is a strong conference. And to be able to compete, not saying that Austin can't, but like you said, I mean, this is this is like a career year for all of them. So capitalize now while you get the chance. Definitely. Um, okay. Saturday we had Philly putting up another six uh, on the, on the Rapids this time. Rapids were down a man when it was already three nothing, but we already kind of talked about Philly's side. And any thoughts on the Rapids here as they are um, languishing in eleventh after winning the Western Conference last year? Um, 
I mean, I feel like we knew going in they were going to struggle to score, and they have. I mean, 37 goals. Did we have them at last year? We had them in uh, seventh and eighth. So Yeah. I mean, we really did. We, we thought um, they'd really struggle to score. That They've proven that. Um, one of their better scorers is with Charlotte now. Um, and it, well, he wasn't great with them. Um, so I, I think they, they've got a lot of things going on with just the roster build. I don't think it's quite the team um, that I think was this good team last year. Um, but again, it's just been goal scoring. I mean, if you look at the chances created for the Rapids, it's not great. Uh, if you look at their goal scoring totals, it's not great. So it does make you wonder, like, they've got to kind of rebuild and restructure just because I think a lot of the guys that they relied upon are just not doing enough. Um, I mean, Diego Rubio, 12 goals, which is really good. Um, but beyond that, I mean, you're looking at Giazzi Zardes <laughs> as the next in line. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot of just that, just figuring out how to score games or score goals in games, and they just can't do it anymore. All right, and uh, yeah, I agree with most of that there. Um, it, it's, I, I really feel like last year was uh, such a fluke by them in the Honestly, sense of yeah. nobody wanted to win the West last year, and they just took it at the last day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has almost everything you can say about it, right? Is that, okay, They it's not like they were leading it the whole year. So um, it's not like that big of a fall from Greece in, in my eyes. Uh, Minnesota beat the Dynamo 2-1. Thank God we're done with the Twitter games next year because that's how you could watch it. Unimas to you, Dan, and Twitter. I've I've luckily have Unimas now that I can end up, or Univision, and I can watch it and put on the English um, dub of it. But uh, they're, they're just terrible for, like, the only way you can watch it then is, like, on your phone or if you're sitting at your computer desk, you know, if you're not doing a... If, if you're not, if you don't have it on the TV or whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very restricting. Um, and then we had Red Bulls beat Miami 3-1. Lewis Morgan scoring against his former team. So that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, Cincy and Crew draw 2-2. A lot of controversy here, Logan, and the hell is real Darby. Um, lots of Cincinnati fans feeling like they were hard done by i've seen so many angles of this thing i've seen so many different conflicting things for this goal this first goal by the crew and i'd like to say i don't know if he's off or not it's very close and the thing is it's very close which means to me it's not something that can be easily var'd so i'm fine if they didn't review it i I am i this is something that is so like the one angle doesn't really show his foot that well, but then the top angle doesn't really show the player leaning and the end leaning, you know, it's very tough. And when it comes to that close, when it is that close because you have the trailing foot from the Cincinnati player, mm-hmm. I can't be mad that it wasn't overturned because they're supposed to be clear and obvious. And to me, this doesn't fit that definition. And this is the kind of stuff we got upset with in the EPL last year for overturning because it wasn't clear and obvious. Right? Like, what was the yeah. one that they turned over for Mane where it was, like, just his sleeve? Yes. 
you know, he's not leaning or anything. Yeah. He's just a sleeve. And yeah. people were upset with that. And I think this kind of falls in that same category. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, I like looking at Twitter. They were like, dude, they were breaking out like angles and circles and trying. Like they were math, doing math. math. They were yeah. doing math, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening on Twitter? Uh, it was just blowing up my phone because I was like looking at like what you were saying and then what FC Cincinnati fans were saying. And then kind of like watching it live though, Jordan, like if you watch it live, you can't tell. Like you really can't. And, and I that's think what that's the refs are looking ultimately at. What so, it is. I mean... yeah. Like even if they slow it down, it's still, as soon as it causes doubt, the rule or the law says, as soon as it causes doubt, then you cannot say in it, you cannot overturn it, right? Because there's no clear not. So as soon as it causes any kind of doubt that there might act like he might actually be on side, then you can't overturn this. Like you can't, there's no way you can affect the call because there is that, yeah, he could very well have been on side and the way that the ref had seen it. I, it, it and I applaud MLS and CONCACAF for doing this the right way. Um, I feel like they get more calls right than Europe ever does. Like Europe gets so like congested with crap that it's just like you, you don't know which way's up sometimes. Whereas I feel like CONCACAF and MLS are always very decisive. Like they're always like, nope, we stand by that. Like that 100%. Like we stand by the call. It was not a clear and obvious. So, you know, again, I think it, it was, it sucks that it has to kind of end this way um, just because I think, you know, if this game wasn't close, then it doesn't really matter. Um, but calls like this always do end up mattering too much. And then Twitter just gets a blaze on who they think is right. But ultimately, the law says if there's no clear and obvious, then there's nothing really you can do about it. Yeah. So uh, it just the more I see it, the more I don't know. So yep. I feel like you let it stand. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what that's supposed to do. So I, I'm fine law. with it. Yeah. Um, I, th I also think it's laughable that anybody thinks. Come on, that anybody thinks that that they're setting up this agenda against Cincinnati of all teams, the, the team that sucked the last three seasons. They're like, yeah, we don't want you to get, <laughs> we don't want you to win. You know, like that. That's not what it is. It's not like a big team. It's not, and they weren't even playing like. They weren't even playing a big team. Like Crew feels like it, MLS doesn't care about them. So I mean, yes. this isn't like a. This isn't like they were playing LAFC or anything. So I, I don't know. I feel like I, I think that's fine. Okay. Chicago lose to Montreal 2-0. Uh, SKC beat San Jose 1-0. Dallas draw with RSL 1-1. And Nashville gets a huge win away from home against the Whitecaps 3-0. This kind of helps their buffer a little bit. We were kind of talking about how Nashville is in fifth place, but they've played more games than some of the teams below them. They've played the same amount of games as Vancouver at this point, but they're five points up on Vancouver. So if they had lost that game, it would have been really close. That's a six-point swing, right? So Vancouver yeah. would have been above them? Because you take three points away yeah. from Nashville, they'd have yes. 36. Give three points to Vancouver, they'd have 37. Mm -hmm. That's a big six-point swing game that Nashville needed to win, and they got it. So congrats to them because I know, you know first year in the West, it's – it's tough. 
Yeah, to go to on these on the road to some of these places in the West is just mm-hmm. a bear, especially where they're coming from. We've we've not really made that a narrative this year, like uh, many many thought it would be a narrative this year. Is just the fact that they have longer travel days than anybody in the league. So, I mean, it, it just because they're centrally located, it, it, it is a bear to travel on the West Coast. Because think about where all the West Coast teams are. Like they're they're not any teams like really close to them in proximity. So. Yeah, I, this is huge for Nashville. Hani Mukhtar is having another fantastic season. Um, I am really shocked that, like, he's just – it seems like he's going to be a Nashville legend. Like, he might just be there the rest of his career, which is cool because, like, I, I think he's got that talent that you just you need in this league. And honestly, I mean, there's not anybody been real sniffing around him and kind of just figuring out how to get him back over. Um so it does seem like, I mean, and I love Nashville's recruiting of him, just the whole story of them going to go get him and treating him like a, a five-star recruit in college is just simply amazing. So good on Nashville. Yes. And uh, talking about MVP candidates, Hani Mukhtar, 16 goals, seven assists. Last year he had 16 goals and 10 assists, and I thought he was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Um He's at this point four games ahead of schedule. He only played 31 last year. He's played 27. Just needs three more assists and to, to tie what he was at last year in four games. So definitely uh, another, I would say there. it's down to those three, I would think in, in most cases of Gazdag, yeah. Mukhtar, and Jerusi. Agreed. Um. Orlando gets a home win. So I didn't have to change my note that much. Last week I put Orlando gets a win. And this time I was able to say Orlando gets a home win. They beat NYCFC late. Guess what they did the week before? They beat that team late. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. We, we have uh, that. That's how Orlando has been. It poured. Yeah. Look, they got to figure out the attack at some point. That's been their biggest weakness, 32 goals. They've given up 38. Their top goal scorer has eight goals. Something needs to change next year, but I'm sure they're just happy to be in a playoff spot right now after falling out of it. Atlanta beat D.C. United. United had not scored in quite a few games. Um they had drawn with Red Bulls. They had lost to New England 1-0. They lost to LAFC 1-0. They lost to Philly 6-0. And then they lose this one 3-2. So they finally scored after a few games. They scored two. They actually had a lead and then blew it. And we're still waiting for Benteke to premiere. They announced today he got his green card or his visa. And he will be playing tomorrow against NYCFC. So we'll finally have Benteke and maybe that can help them score some more goals and get some better results because it can't be all on taxi uh Funtis who still has more goals than any Orlando player <laughs> maybe the whole team soon it's <laughs> 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 right oh boy that's mean but and then, I'm excited about Christian though like it 20 yeah, minutes right is what Rooney said tomorrow so yeah, 20 minutes like of that, Christian yeah. and then Christian's been used to that kind of like lead uh, late or you know come in late and try to grab a goal to equalize um, and has done that very successfully at Palace. So 
Yeah, and uh, we now have uh, the last game of the weekend was uh, not on national TV. So I always find this weird when we have like two nationally mm-hmm. televised games and at the same time we have Revs versus Galaxy, which is odd. Um, that finished 2-1 to the Galaxy. Another huge win for the Galaxy in a middle of the, what I worded this here is another huge win for a middle of the table team because Nashville had one galaxy had one Portland had a huge win. Like all these middle of the road teams that need to get into the playoffs. were having big results. This is something galaxy needed. They have two games in hand that if they win those games, they can jump up to fifth. So uh, galaxy back on form again. Uh, they beat Vancouver five, two, they draw seattle 3-3 and then they beat revs they go across country and beat the revs so pretty pretty good result for them all right let's hit up that game of the week preview it's time for the match of the week preview match of the week preview is where we tell you all the games coming up this week and tell you which ones to watch. So we got a lot here. We have a whole slate of games tomorrow or the day you're probably listening to this, the 31st of August. We have Philly hosting Atlanta on, on FS1 at 7 o'clock. We have the crew hosting Miami at 7.30. We have the Revs hosting Chicago at 7.30. Orlando hosting Seattle at 7.30. Mark that as a loss for Orlando. You mm-hmm. have Toronto hosting the Galaxy at 7.30. That should be a fun matchup. LA need a win. You got the uh, high-flying Italians joining the team for Toronto. NYCFC hosting DC at 8 o'clock. Houston hosting LAFC at 8.30. Nashville hosting the Rapids at 8.30. Austin hosting Portland at 9 o'clock. And RSL hosting Minnesota at 9.30. Uh, Any game that you want to jump out for Wednesday? Ooh. This one's tough because there's last just, day of August. Uh, I'm gonna go s- Montreal versus Rebels. I'm gonna steal that one. Um, two and four, Montreal looking good. Jordy Mihailovic, uh, is that official like now, or is that end of the season when he he's leaving for uh, what is that team even called? I don't remember what the team's called, but he did sign somewhere. Jordy did. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, Montreal can keep up their pace Romel Kyoto's got 15 goals Jordan I know you and I talked about him and gushed about him last week but I'm really excited to kind of see what Montreal can do against a team that uh should be a challenge in the playoffs as well maybe so um yeah that is a good matchup if those two can kind of clash and, and Montreal can come out on top I mean, I think this is a huge win for it's a good confidence boost. It's nice to know um, that you can win one on the road against a playoff contending team, a team that could contend for MLS Cup maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is a huge game for Montreal. This could be like one of those final stamps, nice little ribbon to kind of put on before you head into the playoff push just because it's like, all right, we can beat these playoff teams at home and do it confidently. So, I think what I have to say here is crew in Miami – for mm-hmm. Wednesday, Crew is seventh in the East. Miami six in the East. They both have thirty six points. Uh, Crew have had three straight draws. Um, Miami had been on a good run of no losses until they hit against the Red Bulls and lost there. 
they each have the same amount of goals, pretty much 35 and 36. Um, Miami gives up more, of course, but that's pretty interesting. Cause look, crew is still on the edge here. Crew's in seventh, right? Cincinnati is right below them, a point behind them, though the crew have a game in hand. The Revs are two points behind the crew. Toronto's four points, uh, three points behind the crew. This is a big game for the crew. Uh, so was that Cincinnati game. That's why it was such a big deal, right? They were they were both so close in points. This is a big result if crew can do it. They're at home against Miami, who's very inconsistent. But both of them are fighting for their playoff life. So I do think that this is a pretty good matchup in the East. On the weekend, Saturday, September 3rd, we have Minnesota hosting Dallas at 3.30. That is, you guessed it, on Univision, TUDN, and Twitter. Uh, We have at 5.30, the crew hosting Chicago. 7 o'clock, the Red Bulls host the Union. And Cincinnati hosts Charlotte at 7.30. Nashville hosts Austin at 8.30. That's, I'm not going to spoil anything. That's a pretty big match. Okay. Portland hosting Atlanta at 5.30 on Sunday. That's on Fox. D.C. hosting Colorado at 7.30. Toronto hosting Montreal at 7.30. LA Galaxy hosting SKC at 8 o'clock. That's on TUDN, Unimouse, and Twitter. Uh, New England versus NYCFC at 8 o'clock. Seattle hosting Houston at 9. San Jose hosting Vancouver at 9.30. And LAFC hosting RSL at 10.30. Who do you got on the weekend matches? Yeah, this one's a good slate. Uh, gosh, I, I, I don't want to pick Red Bull again just because I just picked them. I was going to pick that game. Um, but I'll go Minnesota United FC Dallas. Three and four in the Western Conference. Minnesota does have two games in hand. Um, but if Dallas can snatch a three-point uh, victory here um, against uh, a team in Minnesota that's ahead of them in the standings, I mean, this could be a, a good little boost and maybe maybe opens the door to Dallas being able to kind of catch up to uh, Minnesota. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're looking at it from this perspective, the fact that, like, Dallas could see um, – a contending team like Minnesota in the playoffs, depending on how it all falls out and shakes out. Um, I think this could be an interesting match. It's at Allianz field, um, which is going to be a tough game for Dallas. Um, But I do think here's the other flip side. If uh, Minnesota does come away with a win here, then I think it pretty much solidifies the fact that they're going to be the, the, the number three for sure. Um, oh, and which, you can be wrong about yeah, your then it can be June wrong. statement. You know, what, you what I said, Jordan, was that I think they would miss the playoffs eventually at some point in their career. Oh, yeah, being yeah a sure. Team. Um, I think I meant next year. Uh, <laughs> but if not next year, the following. Yeah, no, my <laughs> there goes my prediction. And then I remember I was very adamant about Orlando missing the playoffs. I just didn't write it down in stone. Um, like yeah, that one's still up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I'm going to go with... I think Nashville and Austin's pretty big. Not so much for Austin, for Nashville. But I'm going to go for what could be fun, chaotic, neutral game. Toronto-Montreal. Toronto has been better since getting Bernadeschi and um, Insigne. They are only three points back of a playoff spot. Montreal has a game in hand of the Union. They're trying to get Eastern Conference one seed. And it's a Canadian rivalry. So I'm going to have to go with Toronto 
Montreal as pick of the week for me. I think that game sounds a lot of fun. All right. Well, that about wraps us up here. Um, if you want to give us a follow on any of our socials at Stateside Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, email us statesideshow at gmail.com. Be on the lookout for that giveaway coming up here in just, uh, I don't know, we'll probably have something up for next week um, ready to go for these Panini books. And then we'll probably let it go for a week or so and then draw names. So that's probably how we're structuring that. Um, yeah. Any last words, Logan? Before um, my app crashes again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, free Christian Pulisic. Free the man. Well, they're not going to give him away for free. That well, I mean, <laughs> I they should. So. Christian, if you're listening, you can come on the pod and you can just podcast with vent. us. Vent. You can just time vent in. this whole. Yeah. You don't have to go through your dad. We got yeah. a show for you here. Yeah, or he can just join the show if he's not going to be playing soccer. So. Oh, true. We can get him uh, live from Stanford Bridge while he's on right. the bench. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fine. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, I hope everyone has a great uh, holiday weekend in the States. We got that coming up. Um, you wouldn't know it because there's no games on the Monday. Yeah, there? it's really no. weird. No. Okay. But yeah, so I hope everyone has a great, safe holiday if you're here in the States, and we will catch you all next time. Tomorrow, throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.